SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, Daniel Cardozo joins us on the line now. Um, Daniel, good evening and thanks for being able to speak to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening, Tabiso. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Daniel. We appreciate it. How are the emotions though after the news yesterday? How's Daniel feeling? Yeah, look, it's a better pill to swallow. I mean, I've been at Chiefs for seven years and, you know, all good things come to an end, unfortunately. And it's one of those. I soldier on and look for the next venture. Would it be something you you, you, you could have seen coming, Daniel? Or did it come as a surprise? Um, look, you could see in the weeks uh, prior to this happening that uh, they will be doing a clean-up and most of the senior players will be leaving. Um, so, yeah, look, it's not uh, such a big surprise. And I, I was kind of, um, you know, I had an option on my contract. And obviously the, the club thought uh, they're making a few more changes and then they want to change things up and bring the new, the new area in. So nothing I could do. I just wish them good luck and uh, hope they, they reach what they're looking for. But would you like to stay for another year since you had an option? Yeah, look, um, it, w- it would have been nice. Uh, you know, uh, Naturena and the village is a beautiful place to be in. It's uh, uh, one of the best facilities in the country when you come to training and all of that. So it would have been nice. But like I said, you know, it has to come to an end and uh, better things to come, you know. I'm not going to... It's a bitter pill to swallow, of course. Mm. It was a great family to be a part of. But uh, new things can start my way and then hopefully I can uh, soldier on from there. Yeah, and and how do you look back then at your seven years at Kaiser Chiefs? No, it's been a lovely seven years, you know. Um, coming in there from Free State Stars, I actually came in with a fractured chin by in mm. the first uh, seven months of my, my start there. And then I slowly started working my way up and things got better. And I started starting every game eventually after a season and a half, you know, from injury and all of that. And things are good, you know. Um, it's, it's like I said, it's a great family. I enjoyed my football there. It's, the unfortunate part is just not winning trophies, and it's it's what I went to the club for. And I mean, it's just a bad spell that we went through, and we just never never got over the finish line. We've been to so many finals. We lost the league with 20 minutes to go um, in 2019 with Ernst. Last season was a Champions League final, so it's been a good run, you know. I've got lots of memories with the club. Yeah, and, and you mentioned you joined from Free State Stars and you had that big injury and a lot of people thought your career was over. They said you were contemplating a retirement. Were you really thinking about, about quitting the game at that stage? No, look, mentally I was uh, very stuffed. I mean, uh, having a hairline fracture that uh, reoccurred three times in a row, starting back at Free State Stars already in my second season, um, it does take a mental effect on you. But obviously, you know, you just got to keep pushing and grinding. Um, there was no... No chance of me giving up my dream and playing football. Um, I mean, I worked so hard to be where I am. And I just pushed through it. It was uh, very hard. Uh, if I can calculate it in months in total that I was out, I could say it's about 20 months oh. out with the injury. You know, coming back from injury, then going straight back into injury. So it was a current injury that just didn't uh, seem to go. Yeah. And 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 then you you talk about your seven years at Chiefs, but how is the pressure or the weight of expectations when you play for a club like Kaiser Chiefs, Daniel? Yeah, look, it's it's pressure every day, you know. Um, if you don't know how to handle pressure, it's it's a, it's a place you don't want to be at. And uh, for me, I thrived off of pressure. I enjoyed mm. the pressure. Um, there was games. You know, you get your games where you have up and down games. Um, 
it's one of those things you, you go to the garage after losing a game and the petrol tenders don't even want to help you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was a love-hate relationship. I mean, every time we won, they loved me. Every time we lost, they hated me. And, I mean, it's just to show you how passionate the football fans are in our country also. And, uh, you know, like even this season now that just passed, we, we didn't have such a bad season, but... Uh, you know, you go to the garage and they're asking you questions, but why are you not winning and why are you not this? It's like we don't feel the pain as players. And trust me, we feel it a lot more than what the fans do. I mean, we're the ones representing the club. We're the ones wearing the badge. We're the ones that have the shirt on. And, you know, it's, 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 we're not robots, if I can put it that way. We, we, we're also human beings. And sometimes uh, if, if the players don't, um, if they don't know how to handle that pressure, it's, it's a lot on them once they put that jersey on. So then, you're saying you thrive on the pressure. Is that how you handle it? You let it motivate you? Yeah, of course. You know, um, stepping out onto the field, especially in the Soweto Derby, you have 90,000 fans plus in the stadium. Um, it's, it's an unbelievable feeling. And if you let the, the fans and the, the crowd start uh, booing and that gets you, gets you early in the game, I mean, it's going to throw you off your game straight away. So mm. if, you, if, you, if you can't handle that type of stuff, for me, it's, it's a big uh, motivation. I mean, you're winning that tackle and then the crowd suddenly turns into your favour. I mean, that just lifts you up even more. Mm. And it's a, it's a feeling I can't describe. I can give you a perfect example. is uh, the game where we won 3-2 in 2019 mm-hmm. uh, when yeah. I scored the winning penalty in mm. the 83rd That's minute. Good. Yes, I mean, uh, after scoring that penalty, <laughs> the, the feeling so surreal. I think that's been one of my best moments in my footballing career and I mean if I missed that penalty the fans would have been on my doorstep uh, <laughs> probably wanting to probably wanting to um, you know burn burn my house down or something so uh-huh. it, it comes with a lot of pressure but it's lovely pressure well, the fact that you can take those penalties at those crucial times, it means that you can handle the pressure. But like you mentioned, you've come close a few times, uh, reached the Champions League final, a few finals here at home with Coach Steve also. Last 20 minutes of the season, two seasons ago, where you lost the league, basically, when it was in your grasp. How much did, did those hurt? Yeah, look, it's disappointment. I mean, uh, I think there was even a, a picture of me in one of the newspapers, you know, with my head in between my legs after we lost the... Hmm. The final in the law in the the not the final the league in the last 20 minutes and it's just it's it's tough you know um just we've come so close we almost tasted the glory but we just didn't get over that line and I mean it's it's the only sad part I feel about uh, leaving cheese is that we didn't get to taste a bit of victory we we were so close on on a countless times I mean even in the Netbank Cup final uh, when we lost to TS Galaxy. Uh, it's you know it's a bitter pull to swallow, but we move on from there. We if you if you don't lift your head up and you don't uh, carry on doing what you love, you know it, it will get to you and then you start dropping your game and thoughts just run through your head. I mean it's just one of those things. And and besides that scoring that penalty in that derby for that win, what would be some of your other highlights during your time at Chiefs if you had just to look back a, a, a little bit? Oh, there's so many, you know, um, meeting so many new faces. Traveling into Africa with, uh, you know, it's going into these countries where you're only eating bread because you're too scared to eat the meat uh, or you don't know what you're eating. And, you know, there's so many, so many memories that I can think of that have been so great. The coaching staff that have been in there, the, the staff behind uh, the doors, your your backroom staff. It's, 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 you know, there's so many memories I can go on for quite some time. But I think that the, one of the most also memory, great memories I've had is 
the Champions League final. Um, it's unfortunate we lost it uh, 3-0. I think if we had 11 men on the day, we would, it would have been a different story. But unfortunately, we went down to 10 men. And, you know, it's just a, a disadvantage we had in the game. But yeah, I mean, it's, there's so many things I can carry on with. Okay, for those who are just joining us, we're just catching up quickly with Daniel Cardoso after he left Kaiser Chiefs. And I can see on social media, a lot of people are wishing him luck, saying that he won a problem in, a problem in finding a club. We also welcome your voice notes on 061-4104-107. Maybe we can play too there, KG. Evening, November, Tulane from Orlando. When it comes to managing the players' fitness, I, there's, there's a big problem in South Africa, but it doesn't go to the coaches most of the time and the physical trainers. It's the players themselves. What they do off the field affects the performance of the players. That's what I can say. If you check free state stars, the time they won NetBank, they only had one muscle-related injury. And it was on the final, in the last game of the season, which means the players were delegating themselves for that season. That's why they got something from that season. Sundowns recently have a list of muscle-related injuries. It goes back to the lifestyle of the players. Thanks. Good evening, Taviso. Good evening, SFM listeners. Taviso, my heart is saddened by the departure of Daniel Cardoso. I loved the guy very much. I loved him very much. SAK is a chief's faithful. I mean, I can say he was not bad. He was not bad at all. It's just that we didn't get combinations very well. But if you can look at what he achieved at Kaiser Chiefs, how he played in his seven years, you can agree with me that he was very, 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 very useful. But otherwise, I can say to Daniel that my brother, life goes on. Thanks very much, Tapelo Inzani. Evening, Mr. Taviso. Daniel, I thank you for your performance, big man. Uh, no, there's still more energy in those legs. Yeah, best of luck, big man. Thank you for for the for playing for my course. Sharp, sharp, Daniel. Okay, there's also a message from Trump is on Twitter who says best wishes to him. Um, it didn't work out, but sorry to Daniel. Uh, I know he will find another club here. And um, there are lots of these messages wishing him all the best here. We're just going to take a quick break. Uh, before the break, Daniel, I mean, what do you want to say to the fans? A lot of people are wishing you good luck and the best. And they're thanking you for the services in your seven years at the club. What would you like to say to these fans that you are leaving behind as a Chiefs player, I guess? I just want to thank the fans for giving me the support. I know that I had a love-hate relationship with them. But, yeah, every time I stepped onto that field, I did try and give my all. Um, I'm, a, I'm a player that's uh, very emotional when it comes onto the field. Uh, like I said, I play my last game. I, I play with my heart like it's going to be the last game of my career because you never know what can happen when you step off the field. And I just want to thank you for all the, the faithful supporters that have supported me from day one. And I, I, I just wish that um, they will carry on supporting Kaiser Chiefs. I think they just went through a bad patch. And the glory days will be back. And I will be back coming stronger. Like, uh, like I said, my career is not over. I still have uh, three or four good years to go. And hopefully that I can see everybody out on the field and they keep supporting me. 
Okay, we still welcome your voice notes, 061-4104-107. We're just going to take a quick break and we'll wrap up our conversation with Daniel Cardoso. Remember, after we speak to Daniel, we will also speak to SABC Sports senior reporter, uh, Velile Mnyando, just about the latest developments at Chiefs and also uh, what has happened at Amazulu, where they've released 15 players. And we also welcome your comments or your views on what's happened at Amazulu, um, if you want to weigh in on that also. This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, as we wrap up our conversation, let's just go to the lines quickly. Mudise in Ranfontaine, good evening and thanks for holding. Yeah, good evening. Fine, thanks. Daniel is here. Uh, Daniel Cadels, how are you, sir? Fine and you, my buddy. Uh, fine. Uh, just two quick questions for you. Uh, the first one, which coach at Kaiser Chiefs in your seven years, uh, which one did you enjoy? Enjoy your spin with. Uh, the second question is: <clears throat> Do you do you believe that uh, uh, here in South Africa we we do develop players uh, for senior for senior team? Okay, uh, thanks. First, thanks for that. Yeah, go ahead, Daniel. So, so your first question to that, uh, my favorite coach. I mean, I, I loved working with all of them. Um, Ernst was a very good coach. Uh, I mean, we almost won the league with him. Stuart Baxter is also a very, very good coach. And then obviously Steve, you know, I have a, a very soft place for, uh, in my heart for Steve. He's the one that actually gave me opportunity at Three State Stars. And I mean, uh, he's, he's been a great mentor for me over the years that I've had. So yeah, all the coaches that have come in, even Gavin. Um, I just think Gavin came at the wrong time with the tran- transfer ban unfortunate in that part but yeah they've all been great coaches that have been there and then also your second your second question there i think development uh, needs a bit of grooming in our country um if, if you look at the most of our players that come into the ranks uh they're all 23 24 and they're still classified as youngsters for me if you look in europe a youngster at the moment that's coming into the premier league is already 17 years old and he's stumping his authority from then already, and he's already playing for his national team. So I do think there is room for improvement in our development, and I think uh, we will change it in the years to come. Okay, thanks for that. Before I go to Colin, Daniel, I don't know if you forgot about Solina, so you didn't mention him. How was it working with him? No, Solina was also very good. I mean, uh, it was also, he came in, he didn't really know the philosophy as much. Um, you know, coming in as a foreign coach, it's always difficult uh, adapting to South African football. Mm. And if you're not in the game long enough and you don't know the... Um, uh, in our in our, in our our country, we, the fans love the classic football. Mm. And they love the flair. They love the... I mean, even when we almost won the league in 2019, everybody was calling helicopter football. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that helicopter football almost won us the league. Um, so... It's, it's, it's a difficult one for some of the foreign coaches that come to big teams. They, they tend to, to get, they don't pick up the momentum and then as time goes on, it gets more and more difficult for them. Okay, let's go to Colin in Cape Town. Good evening, my friend. Good evening, Tabisu, and good evening, Daniel. Daniel, you know, I, I, I used to watch you on the television playing. Cordoso is Portuguese, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm half Portuguese. My mother is a Portuguese. And, you know, I had a good friend that played soccer with me. He worked with me by the name of Johnny Cordoza in the 70s. <laughs> and I okay. thought to myself, I wonder if that's not your grandfather or something like that. I lost contact no. of his for years. No, 
Unfortunately, I actually don't know any Johnny Cardoza. There's so many around. Okay, Colin. Sorry about that. But keep trying, keep looking, keep calling the radio. We'll take the last few voice notes then before we wrap up our conversation with Daniel. Good evening to the host, Mr. Tabiso, and to Daniel Cardoso. Thank you, Daniel Cardoso, for all the good work and effort that you put into our team, Kaiser Chiefs. I'm wishing you the best in your future endeavors. However, this is now directed to coach Atazwane that the team won't go anywhere as long as they keep on playing with David or Parker. Parker is over the hill and so is Raman Pashele, especially those two. Thank you. Uh, Tabiso and the, the listeners, I just want to be frank with uh, Daniel. He was not a good player. Sorry, he was not a bad player. He was just playing in a bad team. Uh, that team was uh, was very weak, especially defensively. Uh, reason why they couldn't win the matches was not because they were not scoring. They were scoring, but they were conceding goals easily. So really, he was part of a very bad defense. Uh, and that uh, actually made him look like a very bad player. He is a good player, he's very tactically gifted, and I think he's got a bright future. I was struggling to get a team, but to be honest, the team that he, these teams that he played in in those seven years were bad teams uh, with a bad defense. That's why they couldn't win any championship. This is just this Mavasa from Babatin. Hi, good evening, Taviso and uh, Cardoso. Um, I wish you all the best, uh, my brother, on the new team that you maybe will be joining soon and uh, the time that you have spent um, at Kaiser Chiefs. I'm not a uh, Kaiser Chiefs fan, I'm a Sundowns man. And um, I think one of the downfall of your former employee is trying to, to copy what other people are doing next door. You know, you bring in the CBD that was working at Sundowns and they were expected to, to work at, I mean, at Chiefs, uh, the Mashamai, uh, the 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 patellas to come and perform you know i think chiefs uh arthur should uh, make chiefs who are uh, the chiefs that we know chiefs should remain itself and stop trying to copy other teams you know and i think chiefs will go back and challenge titles soon you know they must just give Athazwane a chance and then to cardozo all the best my brother and what's your take i mean with i mean few white and indian players coming into football you know these days there are very few white players that we see in football and now we can't say that uh, there's no money in football. Football is paying well these days. I mean, uh, if it's not the second or the third paying, I mean, sport in South Africa comparing to rugby and cricket, you know, uh, what, what's your take on that? And lastly, uh, I would like to know that, you know, since football is a short career, I mean, have you been saving enough so that, you know, after you retire, uh, you can, you know, uh, sustain yourself uh, uh, so that you can have a better life, I mean, uh, in the near future, unless otherwise you have a, a trust account from the parents. Uh, Daniel, good evening, my brother. You're speaking to Bati from uh, PE Kabeha. What I would like to ask quickly, Kadoso, uh, uh, is out of the defensive partners that you've played with the Chiefs all the seven years that you played there, 
um which uh, partner do you feel that was uh, the one that you combined with or that you clicked with i know you played a lot with uh, matoho the tower but which other defender do you feel like you played a good partnership with thank you Okay, thanks for those. Some good questions here at the end. Let's start with that last one, Daniel. Which defense defense partner did you probably feel that you clicked with the most during your time, and why? Yeah, look, me and Mato had a very good partnership. You know, we played uh, for quite some time together. Um, I think just at the end, we stumbled a bit. Uh, we didn't have the best record, and I could see how our fans were starting to get on the backs and that. But also, like you know, injuries come in. Uh, you got. You always have to change your partner. If someone's injured, or they're they're not uh, uh, called up for selection because of sickness, and any of that. So it disrupts a bit of your your partnership. So me and Mato did have a very good stint at a at a time. I mean, we were we were going solid. Sia uh, and Gazana has also been a a great uh, partner, uh, a youngster with a very bright future ahead of him if he can keep his head on his shoulders. Um, you know, those, there's, so, there's, so, there's so many partners that I played with there. Uh, I mean, teenage uh, Khadebe that's playing in, I think he's in Belgium now at the moment. Or no, he's gone to the MLS, so mm. he was also very good. Uh, so there's been a number of very good ones that have uh, actually partnered me and uh, we've had very good relationships there. Just on that, you and Matoho, what becomes your role or what becomes his role? How does it work? Does the one communicate? Does the one cover the other one? Does the other one go in for the tackles? Yeah, look, I think uh, we work a lot of training in terms of covering and one tackling. Uh, you know, there's so much that goes into the training and all of that. And when we're on the field, we know our roles exactly. Um, that season where we almost won it in 2019, we had a very, very good run with each other. I think we, our understanding was superb. And the communication was great, you know. Uh, some games we let slip now and there. But more, more, 90% of the time we had it covered. Okay, Defo in West Park, you're the last caller we're taking. Good evening. Um, I just wanted to to say um, all the best for Dan there. Um, he must continue working very hard. And um, when, when, when he started playing for Chiefs, um, he became my favorite defender, you know. Um, things happen in football, whereby mistakes happens as well. Um, keep your head up, work hard. Somebody out there will see you. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks for that. And the one question I wanted to know if you're already preparing for life after football, Daniel. I know you said you've got at least three or four good seasons left in you. Yeah, look, uh, I've been preparing for football for after football for a very long time. I, I got trust in place. I got uh, money put over in offshore, um, so I have established myself well. And I've also I've started my own uh, football academy. Oh, nice! Myself, yeah, myself, Keegan Ritchie, and another boy, Brandon Barkhausen. We've been running for about a year. It's called uh, DBK Football Stars, mm-hmm. Dream Big Kid, and it's, uh, it's it's growing slowly and nicely. We're getting on our feet nice and stable. And then obviously you've got a, a few other uh, jobs, uh, other job um, job things lined up for after football. So you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Unfortunately, football is a very short career. And if you don't uh, start planning your life 
football, after football, you're going to struggle a bit and you're going to start, you know, going off the rails and uh, losing everything that you have had through football. Mm. And is that is the academy, is the information available online for people who are interested? Yeah, of course. Um, we do have an Instagram page. Um, it's under Dream Big Kids, uh, DBK Football Stars. And we are based out in uh, Maysdale in Alberton in the south of Joburg. Uh-huh. And if anybody wants to get hold of us or whatever, uh, you can go and look on Instagram. And you can give us a shot and uh, we'll have a look. And uh, we're actually starting to play competitive football from next year. So we're going to be looking for players to start uh, start getting involved. Nice. And then the other caller raised a concern about the lack of, of white players in or players of other races in our football. Do you think it's a justified concern? Um, look, I think uh, it just comes to a time where... Uh, th- they lose passion, you know. Um, they come out of school, especially if you see with the white boys. Uh, some of the parents have a bit of money and they they rather go out and party with their friends. And they, they, there's a good few that will do that. And then you get a good few that are dedicated. Um, and I, I do wish we could see a lot more white boys, Indian boys, you know. They, they tend to shy away from the age of 17, 18. I think uh, life just catches up on the, with them a bit and they get a bit hot-headed and other things change for them. But I do think uh, that's why we also started this program. Is we want to we want to develop a lot more boys into the white boys into the football leagues and hopefully we can uh, get that and see if we can start uh, grooming some of the white boys that really want it and show passion for it. Okay, wonderful. But you still have some playing time left, Daniel. So what's next for you then? Would you like to stay in Gauteng? Does it matter where you go? Do you have an idea? Yeah, look, I've been uh, getting lots of calls. My phone has been blowing up uh, with people asking me what's happening and how I'm going to go about it. Um, I think I'll, I'll, I'll keep my options open. Um, there's been a interest from there. There's been interest from uh, overseas. And I think I'll just take it as a day as it comes Uh I don't want to rush into anything. I don't want to put myself under pressure and, uh, you know, sign something that I won't be happy with. So I'll just take my time now over this uh, little bit of a break that we have and then I'll hit the ground running once uh, I've known and I've made up my mind in what I want to do. You're going to go uh, do some fishing now, eh? Uh, That's correct, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Me and my fishing are best friends. uh, So I just want to have some time just to clear my head a bit. And then uh, once I've cleared my head, I can start making decisions in my future and see what I've planned. Okay, this is really the last one. Now played, KG. Yeah, congratulations uh, to Cardoso on the Football Academy. I think for me, he was never a backline, a defender, so to say. For me, Cardoso was a central middle field. I, as a footballer, I would have loved to see him playing central defensive midfield where uh, Katsandi was playing. Thanks, thanks, Taviso. Uh, well done, Kaduso. Figo in Victoria. Thank you. Okay, thanks, but he was a striker even before he became a defender, weren't you, Daniel? I was indeed. I actually started off as a striker when I was very young. And then, uh, obviously, things didn't work out for me then. I went... Uh, down to Vix and they converted me into a centre-back. And I mean, it all worked out in the end. Uh, so I can't complain. 
Okay, Daniel, thank you very much for finding time to speak to us. I know it's not easy a day after the news came out, but we appreciate you coming on air to speak to the fans also and just uh, to be honest and open with us here. And we wish you all the best and look forward to seeing you soon next season. Thank you very much for the call. And then once again, thank you to all the supporters and everyone out there that will be supporting me and have been supporting me. Um, I wish to see you guys soon on the field and everyone must stay blessed. Wonderful. Thanks, Daniel Cardoso. All the best. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Former Kaiser Chiefs player now, as we say, uh, Daniel Cardoso, who still believes he has three or four years left in him.